Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast Halloween special. You know Halloween, that time of year originally created as a punishment for people who believed in false gods, in which people dress up and bother people just trying to live their lives. Welcome to Halloween, you've been here this whole time. I actually, um, by the way, got hold of some photographs from the Stoke Players Halloween party, which was this evening. Uh, costumes on the show were quite something. Uh, Liam Lindsay went as a frighteningly uh, realistic ghost. <laughs> Convenient given how many people just seem to be able to walk straight through him. Uh, we had Badouin die as a witch, putting his broom to use in trying to sweep up the mistakes of his teammates. <laughs> Nick Powell was a mummy, or maybe that wasn't a costume and he was just had so many <laughs> bandages on. And of course... Tom Ince tried to get into the party dressed as a professional footballer, but he was <laughs> he was turned away by security on the grounds that his costume was obscene and offensive. Uh, so that's been my evening, Tony. Uh, how are you? Wake from your sleep The drying of your tears no, not really. I, I was just a father Ted reference. So I thought it was quite funny. I'm not that arsed, to be honest. It's been one bad performance. I was really miserable yesterday, and I've cheered up a bit now. It's been a funny sort of a day, actually, because I've cheered up about Stoke a bit and also learned very recently that I quite like Granite Xhaka, <laughs> and I think I might be warming to VIR. Oh, so, no. Hello, Dave. Oh, God, what has happened? <laughs> you just addled your mind. <laughs> Football. Um, I mean... At least my ankles are dry. <laughs> Some solace. Yes. So obviously this podcast is going to be slightly different to our last two episodes, at least in tone. Uh, whereas they celebrated rare Stoke victories, this one returns to the kind of old familiar warm feelings of hopelessness and despair. <laughs> Stoke entered the new den with all the sure-footed confidence of a baby duckling perched on the precipice <laughs> of a wood chipper, wearing ice skates and trying to carry some very heavy shopping. Now, just like in Roman times, it was Stokes Christian who felt the ferocious bite of the lions. Obviously, we're talking the Roman Empire before the baptism of Constantine the Great and his sweeping religious reforms. Yeah. By the way, Constantine the Great, now ninth favourite to become new Stoke manager. So, uh, if you fancy an outside bet. But it was, of course, a former Stoke manager, Mr Gary Rowett, who emerged triumphant in his first game in charge of Millwall. An outcome so predictable, it was the cover story in, in October's Predictable Events Monthly, beating out other famous forecastable fuck-ups like the bre- latest Brexit delay, Trump doing something inappropriate, and this podcast being called out on Twitter for something we either did or didn't do. Tony, how do you stop the night terrors? Uh, I, I um, go back to religious or historical allegories like you. Um, like, so Sorry, far Bram. this season... Yeah, obviously... So far this season, okay, stick with me, 
results have been like the snake in the Garden of Eden. Yes. But we've we've carried on doing the good things more or less. And then this week, the snakes basically just come up to us, distracted us for a minute by doing a massive snake shit. And then it's bitten us, and then it's eaten us, and then it's eaten its own shit. So now we're stuck dead inside a snake full of shit. But also we've got a full week off to sort things out a bit, and I will expect nothing short of towel-off shower headbutts for the majority of those that played, I think. It's great to have a biblical scholar on the podcast. <laughs> the famous <laughs> shitty snake. Is that Genesis 1? Must be. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, not not the best of weeks to be a Stoke fan. Two defeats. Uh, one at Hillsborough, which you went to, uh, Tony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You didn't think it was all that bad, really? Just no. kind of... Um, I mean, yeah. We, we looked knackered, which was sort of upsetting um mm. and just started really slowly and then every time we got a bit of a foothold somebody got injured and then just repeat that forever um but also wednesday were, were really good off the ball so mm. it wasn't disgraceful it was certainly better than saturday which was quite shit it was pish mm. uh yeah uh <coughs> the sheffield wednesday game obviously saw us lose a tabo quite early on which uh i mean talk about missing a player God, and especially when replacement for said player is uh, Tom Ince, who is a, a vague approximation of a sentient being at this point. And <laughs> is, 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 he, is he real? Is, is he a hologram? Um, is, is he just... What is, what, what, is a, what is a Tom Ince, and how do I get rid of it? How do I get them out of my house? <laughs> Some just, kind of Ince be gone spray. Yes, I'd, I'd spray that all over the gaff. Ten ten million pounds. Oh. Oh. Think, think of what you could think of what you have what you could do right now with ten million pounds. Just like you know, you you're sat at your laptop right now. You've got access to you know your Amazons, your Ebay's, your tax paying independent online outlets. <laughs> think what you could buy and how much your life would be better with what you'd spend that £10 million on. Think what you could give to charity. Think of the lives you could improve with that £10 million. I don't think mm. there has been worse money spent in kind of the history of humanity. Um, I mean, I think even money spent on nuclear warheads for despotic regimes, at least at least they you know created jobs for the warhead <laughs> manufacturers... It's hard to disagree, although if, if, it's, it's funny that the, the, the top five misspendings of massive amounts of money all come down to Stoke City Football Club mm. in, in world history. Yeah. yeah. Bless us. Well, so yeah, I, I hate Tom Ince. Uh, <laughs> I hope he never plays for us again. Um, is that fair? You know what? I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I've gone. Pe- uh, I've gone way past the point of sort of uh, anger, bargaining, upset, acceptance. <laughs> I'm at just kind of in my head. We're already in League One, so it's like <laughs> fuck it. Let's just ju- let's just see exactly how this car crashes. The car is already going to crash. I'm just seeing how spectacular the fireball is at this point. 
Exactly. I'm in how, exactly how the much, same place. How much more petrol can we pour on it? Will <laughs> we or kind of almost swerve out the way and then just no. get caught? Or will we'll, we... We'll will swerve we, out of the way into a bigger tree. Will we change drivers and see if they can rescue the situation? Metaphor, allegory. I see where you've gone. All I, that good I've stuff. I've got to that miserable point that I've started... I, like, I found myself missing things I've never actually had. Like There must be a German word for it that I don't know. But like I miss Suter. I miss Verlinden. <laughs> I miss Ngoy. There's times I've missed Graham Potter. And to be fair, he's like the proto Jones because when we were talking about Potter, we were still it still felt salvageable. I but miss Demar Phillips. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't feel salvageable at the minute though. Like another manager doesn't fix it quickly. This is just Stoke. We're just shit. It's like a quotidian shitness where shit night follows shit day and shitness <laughs> abounds. Like income me expenditure Stoke result misery. <laughs> Like at the end, at the end of it, we're we're Orinoco, we're Macbeth, we're the third class dickheads on the Titanic. We're stuck with it. We're fucked. However exciting it might be on the way up to the point, however many times and different ways you retell the story, we're still going to die at the end. So we embrace the misery like we've done before. But the thing is, we had something and then we've lost it. So that's upsetting. And then Nathan Jones came in, and then there was that bit of hope again, like hope for something different, not the usual shitty manager's merry-go-round and a bit of a different identity and daring to be good and it's just not really happening and I still just want it so much it's like I'm a really badly rendered Leonardo DiCaprio clinging onto a bit of wood and I'm not sure if that bit of wood is Nathan Jones or if Kate Winslet's Nathan Jones and the players of the bit of wood Uh, maybe Ryan Woods is a bit of wood but basically I'm freezing and I'm miserable but I still don't want to let go yeah, a nice uh, Stoke on Trent reference there, of course. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm literally having a Titanic beer right now. Uh, not branded content, unfortunately. I wish it was, but uh, well, there mm. we go. Um, so yes, Stoke City currently twenty. We we're we're clinging on to twenty third. Maybe twenty third is the bit of wood that we are clinging <laughs> on to. <laughs> Oh, uh, we've just got pure icy Barnsley below us um, so yes Stoke City uh, lost their 10th game in 14 uh, I mean that's not good um, uh, a, a little kind of start that I've seen on uh, twitter.com uh, updated games in all competitions since scoring 3 or more goals in a game Barnsley Aforementioned below us in the table, Barnsley 17, Stevenage 22, Morecambe 22, Millwall 36, Bolton 36, Stoke 87. (laughs) 87. It's close. Do you remember when we went down? Yes. And the small crumb of comfort we took was, (laughs) well, we might win. We might win a few games. We might uh, have a bit more fun. The crumb of comfort I took was the fact that you could get really good odds on us losing, like the first few games of that season. It was it was an effective way to make money. And what's really disappointing now is that the odds aren't very good anymore and it's not a very efficient way to make a load of money by betting against us. Mm. I mean, obviously there are other things that are disappointing, but that's something that's personally hit me recently. Um. I, I wrote this question down. You've kind of already answered it, but I, I want you to answer this question as is worded. 
Tony, you were at Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday, but after Thursday, Friday and Saturday, are you now concerned we will never again have any happy days? I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I would say I'm embracing it. I I hate fun. I'm not really tolerant of people enjoying themselves. So this is this is perfect for me. Just just lose every game, especially the cut ones, because we don't want any accidental excitement. Oh no. Um, oh. I think oh. if there is a better metaphor than Stoke fans getting hauled off trains at Nuneaton and various <laughs> arse ends of the Midlands and dumped in a river, being <laughs> pushed into rivers <laughs> and then just paddling through it, <laughs> paddling through a river of shit and still to... moving faster than Tom Innes. Yes. Yeah. If if there is a a single better metaphor, then I'd like. To, to see it because you know as, as you can probably tell by the first few minutes of this podcast we do struggle on the old metaphor front so I was going to say if there is a better one we would have come up with it already mm. so maybe we've got it written down for later mm. I haven't should uh, Stoke City pay for uh, the away fans who were stuck in stuck in travel Limbo. No. No, um, I, I don't think so think either. So really. Yeah. The train companies, maybe. But... Oh, they definitely, they will definitely refund. I don't know if there's any compensatory element, but mm. probably should be. But yeah. it's definitely not. I mean, for all, I would believe that Nathan Jones and or Joe Allen, one of the two, probably do have the ability to control the weather. Um, I, I still don't think this is their fault, particularly. No, no, of course. Uh, question, uh, do you think, we're recording on Sunday evening, do you think Nathan Jones goes next week? Do you think to, he... To the game? No, <laughs> no, do you think he will be sacked? Do you think... Oh, I, I, it's, it's massively unlikely. I'd be very surprised and disappointed. Why? But why, why, is it, why, is it, why would it be surprising? Because if he was going to go after a few, say eight bad results then he would have already gone I think I think they'll stick with him I think unless we lose if we lose like the next six games or something then yeah probably but he obviously thought he was gone some games ago and then we had two lovely wins and I think that will have bought him a bit of time and I think it should why Um, why should why should it it's it's 10 defeats in 14 games I mean, I, I mean, I was as I was as cock a hoop as you were last week. But how can how can we or anyone justify his position right now? Because I, were you not paying attention about the snake and the bit of wood? Um, it's it's <laughs> we are, with the exception of Saturday, which was rotten, and that does happen, like. The best teams don't play well every game. Obviously, we're not the best team and we don't play well any game. But Saturday was just bad. If we do that a couple more times, then yeah. Up to now, the performances haven't... Can I even say that? The performances haven't reflected the results or the results haven't reflected the performances. I know we've said it a lot. Yeah, well, 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 that's exactly the thing. 10-14, though, it's it's getting... You can't... It's... I, I do appreciate what you say, and, I, and I've been with you. But is that 
there was that was true for a few games at the start of the season. It wasn't true on Saturday. It wasn't true in the Birmingham. Well, I suppose in the Birmingham game you had the Joe Allen miss and stuff. I don't think there's been enough bad luck recently to kind of counteract the results. So it's, it's so it's not like we've had any recent goalkeeper clangers. Um, but you'd point to a table going off against but yeah, Sheffield but ev- Wednesday. But, but every team will lose an important player. Not I'm, every team's got a table, though. Yeah, I know, but it's just... I know. We, it's... I mean, if if we you know put our wide angle lens on we can you know find bad luck in the games we win can't we and we can we could probably point to every single game and say oh that was bad luck there's a point at which you just have to accept the the realities of the league as horrible as that is um but then the question is who who changes it who improves it and that's no one like i say i I, we're already down so you know (laughs) fucking uh, a piece of toast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, how much of Saturday was down to playing for centre backs because we didn't have any good full backs? Yeah, and why don't what, what, why, why don't we, we bought some? Yeah, exactly. Why don't we have any good full backs? What is what is Ryan Woods? What's it? What's a Juve? What's a Davis? What's maybe what Juve's the f- next one to appear from nowhere and just start playing right back because yeah, that's been effective in the past. It's just uh, I, I don't think I'm in a position where I can defend it right now, other than just saying I just I still want it to work enough that I I do I just want it to work yeah, still and yeah. I still hope like Monday we've got West Brom. I think even he said after the game, thank the Lord we've got West Brom because we always turn up against the big teams. Uh, we'll see. Um, and then we've got Barnsley in the ultimate six-pointer and I think they'll probably look at it after that again. If we lose them both, then pff, what What do you even do? We may as well take the job. Yeah, we'd be good. Yeah, I think we would. We'd, we'd entertain them with, with really weird analogies and then... We'd, oh God. Singing. No, I can't even. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm, I'm feeling ill. I'm under the weather, Dave. I'm not very well. I feel like I've been ill for about three months and it hasn't gone away. <laughs> so, much like Stoke City, I just ugh. just a, a casual erosion of stuff. <laughs> uh, Everything's shit. So yeah, R- Rushy Six tweeted us to say, "Interested to hear your thoughts on Nathan Jones' future." After today, I turned on him after the Huddersfield game, but was back on board following the two wins. I'm back in the outcamp now, as I can't see him getting the necessary points. I appreciate that looks fickle of me, but it's just how far after the games. I'm pro. I'm. I think. Yeah, I'm totally with uh, yeah. Rushy there. I, I think uh, as much as I like the guy, I can't. As after Huddersfield, I thought, well, I I can't justify this any longer. I can't. I can't really back him for for that, and and then after the uh, Fulham game, you know, we've won two on the bounce, and you you start you just, I mean, that was brilliant, and I, I I I make no apologies for the bombast of the previous episode because it was just fantastic. It was fantastic, and I was 
chuffed for Nathan. I was chuffed for some of the players. I was chuffed for the fans just to be able to get to enjoy something. And I don't, I don't feel stupid for doing that. I don't feel like uh, I've, you know, fallen for, fallen for something, fallen for an illusion or something. I know Jones is a good enough manager to do that. However, two wins in fourteen. How I can't, I can't continue to sit here and even even when the, the kind of the shot date from the XG was on our side, the, even if it was, you know still was yesterday, even if we'd battered every XG metric out of the park. I still wouldn't be able to sit here and justify it because there's a point at which bad luck just becomes being bad. And I think we've gone well past that point. Um, mm. uh, like, I, like, I, like I said, though, look, whether he stays or goes, I don't... I can't see it <coughs> making... I can't see it making that much of a difference. Not mm. that some managers won't be able to get results with the current squad because, again, the current squad costs £75 million. And it should be oh. doing better than it is. Dear God, it should be doing better than it is. Um, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't see a kind of strategy or a, a way of uh, a way of running the club above the manager that gives me any kind of confidence that uh, the next guy will achieve any kind of medium-term success. Because you can appoint Tony Pulis. In the short term, and he may keep us up uh, by boring us to tears. But uh, Tony Pulis would want the kind of money on transfers that we cannot afford to give him, especially if the kind of financial fair play stuff comes into effect. We can't. Um, we're not going to recruit re- uh, recoup anywhere near enough money from player sales. Um, I mean, the longer the season goes on, the kind of more insane it seems that Jack Butland wasn't sold this summer and um and Davis was just kind of sat there like I was meant to be the great replacement and mm. and look what's happened. So uh, so we can appoint like a short term firefighter who may keep us up, but then do we just say Alright, thank you again. Th- thank you, see you later, we'll start again with another bright young manager from the lower leagues and if that starts to go wrong, we'll appoint another manager he was an old school firefighter and then we'll try and appoint another manager with another philosophy and end up with a hodgepodge of six different managers squads we've already got <laughs> 200 uh, players yeah a yeah. mixture of Jones Rowett Hughes and a couple of Lambert players uh, uh, well Skulls players mm-hmm. um, the, the squad's a kind of fat disjointed mess so <laughs> I thought we got rid of Charlie Adam. <laughs> we, yeah, so we've got no full backs in a diamond formation. <laughs> we've got a lot of really good centre backs and a few really good central midfielders. Of that, I have no doubt. But there's just no kind of tactical stuff happening. It's just shit. It's just shit. Um, it's, yeah, I like I, while I respectfully disagree with the bit about wanting Jones out or thinking it's probably right for Jones to be out, I still basically agree with everything else. And also, yeah, but how how can you agree with everything else and 
and not see that he has to go. Because what, what what is the reason to keep him? I just I I don't think we're going to get any better than him, and I think that if he can turn it round, it will be good and worth all the pain. Although the amount of pain is at this point like both legs off, significant. Mm. But I just I I I just personally don't want him to go. <laughs> but also I I think with the point about fickleness, I don't think it's fickle to judge your team and manager based on performances or results. I think that's that's fine. Like yeah. he's one fuck all and it is really bad and it's absolutely fair enough to think, yeah, okay, that's enough. Even if you were backing him last week. Mm. Uh, we will go to some uh, first uh, a reminder of, uh, kind of things you can do to help out the podcast. If the idea of James McLean and Tom Ince on the same pitch again has made you come out in a rash, then treat yourself to at least one good delivery this winter by going to beer52.com forward slash wizards and get a free case of craft beer sent to your home absolutely free. Uh, sweet liquor eases the pain. Delivery. And if you want to give your time and money to something that will occasionally seem grateful for your support, go to patreon.com forward slash Wizards of Drivel. More Stoke City Years episodes planned very soon. So uh, we can talk about how shit we've always been. It is being <laughs> shit, the identity that we've clung for. I think we're we're about to drop out of the entire league in those, so that's exciting and something to look forward to. Excellent. Um, I think we've got one that needs to go up still as well. Mm. Probably not for now. Um, question from George uh, what signings does Nathan Jones need to make in January a left back seems obvious but where else are we lacking difficult to see when most of the starting 11 versus Swans and Fulham showed they can be good players if we got rid of all but probably three of the current squad I'd be alright with that not sure how we do it because he's been trying to do that since he came in um, if we got more players in I think we need some that are good and can play football ideally yeah full backs I think Tom Edwards is fine when he's fit um, we we need somebody that can actually be a threat from out wide in that formation so it needs to be somebody who can effectively play full back wing back but can also be enough of a threat that the side we're playing against, i.e. Millwall on Saturday, can worry about us attacking from the side just a tiny bit rather than mm. just going, OK, that's fine, we'll just pack the middle and everything will be all right. And knowing that it will be all right because neither BMI or CCV are comfortable at that end of the field and it really, really shows. So, mm. yeah, some, some good players for Christmas, please. <laughs> Uh, Wardy says with two very poor defeats in a row after two excellent wins perhaps the wins were the exception to the rule with this in mind how comforting is it that the sun will someday explode and consume us all global warming eh uh, yeah yeah I, it, is, it is kind of like the sweet embrace of death is well it's not that appealing because what if we win on Monday it's that yeah. hope it's you'd that hate hope to miss that, it yeah, because yeah. we might never win again after that. And then... Mm. Mm. Hate football. Yeah, God, it's terrible. Uh, here's something light-hearted and non-controversial from any someone. General election or referendum? 
<laughs> is how this to decide, <laughs> to decide the new manager? Yeah, I was going to say, how many listeners have we got left? Um, oh, don't don't you don't have to actually answer that question. I yeah. I I think democracy is Jake. massively flawed, and we should stick with Nathan Jones forever. <laughs> Just as a tiny Welsh dictator. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Jake says, "Were Ross and Rachel on a break?" No. Oh, well, he had enough problems with. It, it hasn't aged well, and it was a very abusive situation, and he was a massive dickhead, and she can do what she wants. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so not in, not even kind of jokey sitcom references or, or getting away scot-free tonight. Um, uh, Liam says, why not stop talking about football altogether and have a of Tony carry out an Ed Sheeran style compilation CD where he performs a song with a different Stoke fan each week <laughs> uh, see what, what, else, what else is in your repertoire because I feel we've got to milk this cash cow for all it's worth so. <laughs> we probably need to space it out a little bit um, mm. but also I, I don't I don't I don't behave well with others so I don't know if that that format would necessarily work mm. um, although Players or managers, I would definitely make an exception for, especially if they're Welsh choral types. Um, currently, the manager of Stoke City. There are at so the time many of recording, so many kind of heads exploding right now <laughs> for Tony, where, as you continue to fawn over Jones, just like <laughs> you know the people who listen to us but then you know hate us. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I think I do. Yeah. They're, they're just kind of seething right now. They're still talking affectionately about that man. The man who made my team lose. What, what, Gary Rowett? Yeah. Because he undid our our plan by, like, just slightly packing the centre of the field and shrugging a bit. Yes. Because he signed all those players who could, like, couldn't... Oh, my God. I'd forgotten I'm cross about how shit we were. I'd done all right till that point, but like, <laughs> we like we need to. We couldn't dictate a drinks order, let alone the play. So, oh, fuck everything. But I still like Nathan Jones, so fuck me, I guess. <laughs> um, Ryan Williams, following last night's train dramas, which Stoke player would you choose to make an unpleasant journey home from Millwall, and how are they getting home? <laughs> I think, to be honest, I'd, I'd get them all in for extra train. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I should have read these tweets before we came on. Can the dictator Nathan Jones even make the training run on time? <laughs> oh, I noticed you turned our, our the Wizards logo upside down. Was that a Mussolini reference? That's what I always do in times of crisis. Oh, so okay. I've done that a lot recently over the history of the Twitter account. I've turned the logo upside down just as a kind of uh, flag of surrender. No, it's not a Mussolini reference. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's like yeah. inverted, inverting the pyramid, but all, all the luck drains out of it or something. Okay. Uh, what, what Stoke player are we sending on an unpleasant journey home from Millwall? Tom Ince, of course. Um, <laughs> he can... He, I, what I would do is I would make him carry on his shoulders a giant throne on which his dad would sit, <laughs> criticising every decision he'd ever made. 
I assume that's pretty much how he gets everywhere anyway. I yeah. think that's at least part of the explanation for his face and also demeanour. Mm. Yeah. Which is why I sort of want to root for him, but it's fine. I'm on his dad's side. I'm on his dad's side. Just oh. fucking... Just, nah. Um, Kasper Eriksson. Uh, I need to get proper hammered because SCFC is so bad. Day 52 to Wizards is triple. Uh, I have a few days in Stoke before flying home to Denmark. Kasper Eriksson's from Denmark. Who'd have thought? Uh, best pubs for a foreigner. Um, now, you've picked the wrong podcast to tweet here because we are not local. Uh, I understand Glee- Delilah's is open after the game, but I don't yes. know if that's relevant for like a midweek afternoon. I do see a lot of uh, kind of foreign legions of Stoke fans in Delilah's bar before and after the game, so they uh, that might be an option. Um, the Glebe pub near the station is nice. A bod bar near at the station is nice if you're getting in uh, via train. Uh, we went to the um, not the boat cake, the barge in booze, oh, yeah. uh, which is kind of a unique experience if you want a canal side beer. Um, I mean, we are floundering here because we're not local. The pubs in the immediate vicinity of the ground. So that Harvester, the one at the bottom of Stanley Matthews Way, the Power League. Not my idea of a fun, relaxing pre- or post-match pint, to be honest. But you can go in there. You will get the the stokeness. You will get the atmosphere, I I suppose. I mean, I don't think I've ever been out drinking in Stoke other than at the ground. Um, Mm. I may have been in the Harvester once. Uh, but I, I, I think to get the full experience, I would probably just go to Tesco and buy a load of beer and then just find somewhere to sit. Yeah. And, and by cry. beer, I mean whiskey. Yeah, and then cry. That implies you'd stopped. But yeah, <laughs> continue to cry. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between a bear and a shark? The fight would take place on a shallowish, shallowish beach. Ten marks. Shallowish uh, beach, bear, bear, bear's got the 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 high ground. Yeah, and the dexterity. I'd yeah. like to, I'd like to think they'd come together and realise they had more Sharks. in common and divided them, and would turn a rageful instinct on whatever monster had put them together to create such a horrific spectacle. Mm. Presumably, Peter Coates. Oh. Yeah. So it's so it's late capitalism is really to blame. <laughs> Um, ben, speaking of late capitalism, considering it's almost Pumpkin Day, who is Stoke's spookiest player? You, you, I only had one good one, and you already tweeted it before oh, I had a chance to say it. I um, hope you had more because I, 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 I put Peter Etebu. <laughs> yeah, no, I had Peter Etebu as well. It's like the countdown round where everyone's just got the obvious word, and then yeah. oh, ask the audience. I mean, I'd. I, yeah, all, all all the dead players from the 1800s because they're ghosts. <laughs> None of the recent dead ones because that would be tasteless. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Uh, we've got West Brom on Monday. That's uh, yay. That's a fucking thing that's happening, isn't it? Um, nice to look forward to a weekend without this, isn't it? Yes, I, I was. Uh, I was just kind of thinking about what game I'll. I can instead go to on Saturday. 
Um, but I moved. It is an interesting. Speaking of stats, um, <laughs> every Stoke point this season has taken place with me not in the town I'm currently living in. So there have been, I think, at least seven or eight Stoke games where I've been in the town I currently live in and we've lost every single one. All eight points have seen me either in Stoke abroad or just randomly doing something else. So I think for our benefit, I need to be sent somewhere. Patreon.com for slash Wizards Dribble. <laughs> send me on holiday next weekend. And just, uh, we'll just, uh, I could just crowdfund you to Canada or something forever. Yeah. That seems uh, a bit harsh. And also, Canada's probably quite nice. So. Uh, Montreal, specifically. Uh, just saying, follow a certain blue and black striped team. Because I, I was, I, remember earlier I mentioned that I cheered up a bit. I'd forgotten mm. about that. I'd forgotten mm. about him again. Uh, yeah. Remember when. You know, we finally reluctantly let go of Bojan and are quite magnanimous saying, yeah, right, fair enough. At least he'll have a, you know, a, a good career and, and enjoy his time in Canada. And remember all those people like, oh, the finally, we're free of the Bojan lot. Finally, we're free of being just told about bloody Bojan all the time. He's not been the same since his injuries, uh. I don't think he's even a good player. I don't. Th- he's too lightweight. Um, Tomins, you, 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 <laughs> West Wing, end of the second series. Jed Bartlett stubs his cigarette on the floor of the cathedral. And says, "You get ints. That that oh. is what you get. That's what you got for slagging off Shakiri. This is what you get for slagging off Arnautovic. This is what you get for thinking Nzonzi was lazy." Oh fuck off! Are you enjoying it? <laughs> are you en- are you enjoying listening to the podcast now? <laughs> we got Isn't some spooky it music. Lovely, listen to the podcast. Oh, uh, but they, they they just wanted passion, didn't they? Didn't they, Tony? They just wanted passion, <laughs> and now now they've opened up a portal to hell. Well, passion. We've, yeah, I just passion, wanted Cole Dickinson exactly again. Got. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd take Dicko. To be fair, he's probably yeah, available least, as well. At least he he's would an come. actual left back. Yeah, he's a fullback, and he can, I believe, cross the ball. Not Imagine really, if we had fine. Harry Suter though playing up front. Australian international Harry Suter. Well, yeah, mm. like he's, he's swerved being Scottish by dint of just saying I'm not Scottish, which is what I should have Scot- done. I mean, as a Scottish kid. or Australian is kind of Sophie's choice, isn't it? But. You know, it depends well, if you want to play in major tournaments ever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Although true. I imagine the curling scene out out there is pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Just a massive man, though. He's <laughs> very we tall. Need. Yeah, big head, good lad. Yes, scoring um, goals from the fucking pitch. He's. He's in Fleetwood, Fleetwood Town. Mm-hmm. Just within, you can probably see his massive head from there. Yeah, yeah. It's not really yeah. dark. That's just a shadow. Yeah. yeah. If if the tower is illuminated in the right way, it kind of 
forms a nice <laughs> little halo around the top of the tower. It's really nice. Oh. Um, <coughs> I'm really, really glad, Tony, that we've restricted the football conversation as much as we have. We've kind of <laughs> we've formed a high conversational block. We've not let the football chapter to get beyond our lines. We've kind of stuck to a general sighing, singing, <laughs> occasional bickering, uh, <laughs> stupid references. This is what we do well. We should stick to this. Just build some momentum now. There's a process, I think. It's a pro. It's a, it's a process. Um, oh, I got you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful podcast. <laughs> if only you believe in it. <laughs> oh. ah. Patreon.com slash Wizards of Drivel. What a fucking thing to have happened. Um, is, there, is there any joy in the world before we go? Let's end on some joy. Let's end on a moment of zen. Um, I can hear my daughter playing in the bathroom here. They're having fun. Someone's having fun. Um, not us, obviously. There is fun um, to be had in the world. Monday, we'll, we'll win on Monday. Yes. Ridiculously. Prolong the agony and all that. Yes. But it's time to cut this particular agony quite short. So thank you very much, Tony. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the Halloween special of the Wizards of Dribble podcast. <laughs> Yes. Um, ah, what's to say at the end of the podcast? Fuck you. Oh, fuck you too, Dave. No, no, no. That no. Oh, you meant Stoke. I meant the listeners. Oh well, no. Um, oh, we could do that in unison. <laughs> no, no. Don't slag off the listeners if they've made it this far. <laughs> no. I think they are, they are more of a hero than. Those who w- waded through mud on the way back from Millwall. I think if any of them have listened to any podcasts in the past that I've featured on, they will know I'm joking. Mm. Or trying. Uh, rugby? Nah. No, oh, fuck that. off. Scottish. <laughs> um, okay. Stoke City. Fuck off. <laughs> Goodbye.